You are now listening to Procrastination taught by Pastor Randall Crawford Sr. Please visit our website at BethelHouseOfTruth.org to listen to more messages like this one. Again, that is BethelHouseOfTruth.org. If you're thinking about giving your life to Jesus Christ, or if you've already made the decision and would like to get baptized, send us an email at info at goodfig.tv. Again, that is info at goodfig.tv. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Good afternoon. I want to welcome you all to Bethel House of Truth this Sunday service. Praise be to Yahweh and Yahshua in the highest. Amen. All right, let's get right into this. Procrastination. Procrastination. It's a real thing. It really is. Procrastination. P-R-O-C-R-A-S-T-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. Procrastination. Okay. Is the action of faithlessness and doubt delaying or postponing something, even your growth in life or your um, walk with God. Procrastination. That's a problem, amen? It's a huge problem. Procrastination. I think we all go through that phase in life. Procrastination. You know, some people still stick in procrastination. You know, um, I think that procrastination is something we have to outgrow spiritually. Literally, because it can be, it, it is a spirit. It is something that will plague you your whole life. It will, it will cause you to go backwards and backwards and backwards and backwards. Procrastination is not a good thing. It just isn't. It never is a good thing. Never will be a good thing. I want to get into this. Ecclesiastes 9. Ecclesiastes 9. Solomon teaching on this subject. Let's go to our friend here. Right after Proverbs, you will have Ecclesiastes. Then after that, you have my favorite book, the Song of Solomon. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Chapter 9. Well, the whole book in itself talks about the man or the woman that walks under the sun. That walks under the sun. Okay, how you should live your life, what you should be doing for God, what this means, what that means, how to live in the flesh according to God. Not according to yourself, but according to God. Okay, when you're living in the flesh according to God, procrastination has no place in your life. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. Okay, so procrastination is a real thing. We're going to um, uproot it. We're going to dig it out. We're going to turn it to mulch. We're going to recycle it. So we're going to do, okay, procrastination. If you find yourself procrastinating in life, okay, that just means it's time to change, amen? Time to get right, time to do what's right, time to be right, time to think right, smell right, look right, okay? Time to feel right. Procrastination will cause you a whole bunch of pain. You will miss the mark every time. You will miss God's mark every time with procrastination. You just will. Okay, so let's get into this. Ecclesiastes 9, 1. We're going to start reading there. Solomon speaking. For all this I considered in my heart, even to declare all this, that the righteous and the wise and their works are in the hand of God. No man knoweth either love or hate it by all that is before them. So what he's saying here is this. He's saying that the word consider here, first of all, mean, um, I took a, a serious look <clears throat> within my heart. 
I considered. You ever take a uh, serious look within your heart to see what's going on? To see what's going on with you. To understand what's going on with you. Instead of waiting for someone else to tell you. Can you tell what's going on in your own life? It's taking a serious, serious look. Verse 2. All things come alike to all. I mean, we all are born and we all die. Amen. Understand that. There is one event to the righteous and to the wicked, to the good and to the clean, and to the unclean, to him that sacrificeth, and to him that sacrificeth not, to him that serve God, and to him that don't serve God. All things happen alike. As is the good, so is the sinner. And he that sweareth, as he that feareth an oath. So all, there's one thing, well, there's two things, actually. We all are born, and then we all die. That's what, he's, that's what he's touching on here. So he's saying, while you're in between that, which is you living your life, while you're in between that, live the best life, okay? Live your best life. So what, but what does your best life look like? What does your best life look like? Without God, you're not living your best life. I'll tell you that right now. Without Jesus Christ, you're not living your best life. Without knowing the truth, you're not living your best life. Without understanding the truth, you're not living you're not living your best life at all. Because some people, some people don't fear God. Some people do fear God. Some people um, sacrifice their love to God and sacrifice their life to God. Some people don't. They just don't. That's how people are. Verse 3, this is an evil among all things that are done under the sun. That there is one event unto all, yea, also the heart of the sons of men is full of evil. Think about that for a second. Man is full of evil. Pure evil. A mother, a dad will take their own child out if they have to. If they have to. That's pure evil. Because you don't see God trying to take anyone out, amen? Except Satan and the fallen angels, amen? Think about that now. Think about the evil that's in people. You Listen, you need to consider. You need to consider. Because if you procrastinate, you're just like this. If you procrastinate, you're just like this. I don't believe in procrastination. I don't, I don't like procrastination. It's bad. It's very bad. To me, it's a sin. I like to get things done, get them done quick. I like to keep going fast, move quick, fast, move quick, fast. Get it done. Three again. This is an evil among all things that are done under the sun, that there is one event unto all, yea, also the heart of the sons of men is full of evil. You better know that. You better know it's full of evil. And madness is in their heart. That's their mind. That's how they think. They think. While they live and after that they go to the to the dead. Now, what Solomon is Solomon is wise. He was the wisest that ever walked this earth besides Jesus Christ. But the one thing that, that God did not give him is the truth about the afterlife. God didn't give him that. He just didn't. He he knew though that when you die, your spirit goes back to the Father. But he does after that, he don't know what's going on. He has no clue. Because some things are just for some people to know. Other things are for other people to know. Take nothing from Solomon, though. He was wise. And God blessed him with wisdom. Verse 4. For to him that is joined 
to all the living, there is hope. You got hope. You got time to get right. You got time to make it right. Amen. You got hope. You got time to make all your wrongs right. Because what you don't make right, you will answer for on judgment day. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. You got that right. A lion's more powerful when it's alive. The lion will eat the dog, but the dog is more powerful than the lion because the lion's dead and the dog's alive. Amen. So if you're a lion, if you act like a lion, a raging lion, but you end up dying because there's always a bigger and badder lion out there. Okay. What good are you if you're dead? What good are you if you don't make all your wrongs right? What good are you in the eyes of God? Right? He knows. Listen, when I say judgment, I mean judgment. When I say if you don't make all your wrongs right, judgment hits you. It will hit you. And it will show in your life. And you will always have to depend on people. Because you'll never have anything of your own. That's not a problem. That's a huge problem. It's bad. It's very bad. He's speaking truth. Five. For the living know... That they shall die. Yeah, you do. So what do you do in between that? If you know you're going to die, everyone has the same fate. Death. Okay? Some people will die. The spirit, their, their flesh will die when Jesus Christ returns at the seventh trump. God's elect. His saints. They will be changed in the instant. Bang. At the moment. The twinkle of an eye. Others will die before that. But what have you been doing in the in-between? How old are you now? You're like, I'm still young. Really? Really? You're still young? Really? You let 70 years, 60 years, 50 plus years go by, 30 plus years go by, and you haven't corrected much? And you feel like it's okay? And you haven't corrected much? Think about what I'm think about what Solomon's saying to you. Okay? I'll let him carry the brunt of everything. Think, think about that for a second, okay? Think about that. For the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything, neither have they any more a reward. For the memory of them is forgotten. No one remembers the dead, okay? So it's like if someone wealthy and rich had a whole bunch of stuff, and they had rules, and they had regulations, and they, they put stuff in place. And this could have been a really good person. And he left stuff to his family. And his family did not follow his rules and regulation. Does he have the right to say anything? He's gone, right? He's not here. He's not here. Or she's not here. So they can't say anything. You should have said what you were going to say when you were here. You should have made things right when you was here. So that when you're gone, everything is good the way you want it to be, and there's no trouble. But because of your procrastination and your pride, you got in the way. You got in the way. You got in the way. Nobody ain't got time for that. Also, their love and their hatred and their envy is now in Paris. All that crap that they had with them. The only thing that was good was the love. But the hatred and the envy is all gone. It's all gone. And this is a different type of love because this love is who they chose to love. Who they chose to love. People just like them, who they chose to love. If you were bad, you're bad. This person sounds like a bad person because he got hatred and envy. What? What type of love do you think they have only for those people who are just like them? 
Think about what I'm saying to you. Amen. It's now imperious. Neither have they any more a portion forever in anything that is done under the sun. They have no say so. They have no say so at all in anything. In anything at all. So what should you do? What should you do? Hmm? You should make sure that you don't procrastinate. Get your life right. It don't matter how old you are to get your life right. It doesn't matter. Because I knew when I was um, I knew when I was 18 that I wanted to settle down. Okay? I knew I wanted to settle down when I was 18. I just didn't find the right person yet. Okay? At all. Because the person that I was with was not the right person. At all. And then I found the right person. And he's been good ever since. Seven. Go thy way, eat thy bread with joy, and drink thy wine with a merry heart. Don't get drunk. For God now accepteth thy work. He accepts your work. So let me explain. Let me explain this to you. He's saying, you understand that you're going to die. You understand that you have a period of time here on earth. You understand that you should not procrastinate in anything that you do. Amen. You understand that. But you also understand that you should treat people right. There should be no envy. There should be no hatred. There should only be love. And not love for those people who are just like you, who are bad. But love for everyone. Love in the point where you can help people. Love to the point where you can show people God. You can show people the right way. And you can leave a good mark on earth. Through procrastination, you can't leave a good mark on earth. You just can't. You're going to leave a bill. A bill. A bill. Okay? If, if someone in my family was to pass away, and they were no good, okay? And all they left was a bill. That bill's going in that coffin with them. I'm not paying for what they messed up for. It ain't happening. That's their procrastination. You could keep that bill. You should have put your um, affairs in order in the first place. But procrastination, procrastination, pride, envy, jealousy, Hate plagued you. Plagued you. God only accept good works. He don't accept bad works. Okay? He does not. Bad works get written in the book of life next to your name, which is a bad thing. Thus goes judgment. Eight. Let thy garments always be white. Now, who has white garments? The saints. God's elect. Those who know this truth. Those who... Don't procrastinate. Amen. Let thy garments be always white and let thy head like no ointment. Always anoint thyself and be anointed by your father. See, if if you anoint yourself, right? Do you really think your anointing sticking? Do you really believe your anointing is sticking if you're full of garbage? Hmm? If you're whack? If, if you got hate, envy, jealousy, you only love those people who are just like you or who love you? You really think your anointing is sticking? Hmm? Another subject for another time. Let your garments be white always. It, your garments are all your righteous deeds that makes up your robe. 
Mix up your robe. Live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest all the days of thy life, of thy vanity. Yeah, it is, it is vanity. It is vanity. It is vanity. It's vanity. It's love. It's the pure. It's very pure love. When you love somebody from a youth, from youth, from youth. From 18 and a half to night, from 19 all the way up, when you love somebody that long, okay? That's pure. And that's only God. And you're supposed to live joyfully with your wife or your husband, whom thou lovest all the days of thy life, of thy vanity, which he have given thee under the sun. Now, why is God giving you a wife or a husband? Hmm? Why is God doing that? Because you don't procrastinate. Because you don't procrastinate. You ain't going to get hitched because you're a procrastinator. You ain't going to get hitched because things ain't going to work out for you in life because you're a procrastinator. This ain't going to work for you because you're a procrastinator. That ain't going to work because you're always missing the mark. Always missing the mark. Always. You're always missing God's mark. Love is right in front of you. You're missing the mark. Or you're staying with someone who don't love you and you're hoping that it works out. Love yourself enough. Love yourself enough. Nine again. Live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest all the days of thy life, of thy vanity, which he hath given thee under the sun all the days of thy vanity. For that is the portion of this life. And in thy labor which thou takest under the sun. If you got a wife or a husband that loves you, you know how blessed you are? Hmm? Do you understand how blessed you are? I ain't talking about a boyfriend or a girlfriend. I'm talking about a husband, a wife, or a husband that loves you. That's what I'm speaking of here. That's what God's speaking of here. It is the blessing. My wife is my crown. To my wife, I am her crown. Don't procrastinate. You're missing out on the blessings of God when you do. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do with all thy might. Do with thy might. For there is no work, nor de device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whether thou goest. There's no work down there. It's just six feet of dirt. Okay? And some people need to be buried 12 feet to get the stench off of them. That's how bad some people are. It really, listen, human beings are special. They are special. When you can have love, hatred, and envy, and pride all in the same sentence, that's special. That's not special? That is special. And if you think it's not special, you got something wrong with you. Because that's special. Whatever you do, do with all your might and all your power and all your strength. And do to glorify God. That means you got to be doing something good, right? Whatever you're doing, you should be doing something good, right? You shouldn't be at work causing trouble. You shouldn't be over here causing trouble. You shouldn't be over there causing trouble. You shouldn't be in your relationship causing trouble. You shouldn't be in this relationship, that relationship, this relationship causing trouble. You should, everything that you do, you do to the glorification of God. Everything. Everything. I know nothing else. All to the glorification of God. That's it. Anything else is a lie. If you're doing something just for yourself, it's a lie. 
Can you procrastinate in your love towards God? Yep. Sure can. By never getting right. By never seeing your wrong. By never understanding your wrong. Because if you can't understand your wrong, you can't understand anyone else. So how can you help anyone? If you can't understand you. Right? Procrastination stops you from understanding who you are. Or maybe you don't want to understand who you are. Or maybe you already know who you are. So you procrastinate in the change. Watch this. 11. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift. Nope, it's not to the swift. Nor the battle to the strong. Nope. Neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happeneth to them all. Happens to them all. You need a little touch from God. Amen. You need a little touch from God to make your life go in the direction it needs to go. Now, I know all about a touch from God. Several touches from God to get my life where I need it to go. If your life is stagnant, like water in a basin or a dog's bowl, okay? I'm being real, real, okay? If your life is stagnant and nothing's going on in your life, okay, and you claim to serve God, your procrastination has caused the stagnant in your life. And that's the truth. Period. Hands down. That's the truth. Because we serve a great God, do we not? We serve a God that's more than able. We serve a God that's more than capable. God don't dwell in procrastination. But he dwell in favor. He dwells in a touch. Amen. He will touch you and cause things to go right in your life. He will touch you for success. He will touch you for wealth. He will touch you for wisdom. He will touch you for understanding. He will touch you for love. That's who God is. Your procrastination stops all that. Let's continue here. For man also knoweth not his time. You don't know when you're going to die. You don't even know when you're going to be born. You don't even know when God says, okay, time for you to be released to the earth, be born of woman. You don't even know that. You don't know. You just don't. Speaking real talk here. You just don't. For men also, men and women, I like to say, also knoweth not his or her time as the fishes that are taken in an evil net. The fit, listen. Fish get caught over and over in the net, do they not? You you would think someone would spread the word, right? Underwater, right? Don't go by that large ship. There's a huge net coming down, right? And if you do, they have crab meat on that net, and they want you to come into the net so they can trap you and sell you on someone's table. You think someone would spread the word? It's just like if someone's a, a cigarette smoker. Right? I mean, the word's been spread on that, right or wrong? Cancer's real, right? They still smoke. If someone abuses drugs, the word's been spread on that, right? They still do it. If someone um, abuses alcohol, the word's been spread on that, they still do it. All these things causes disease, causes death. 
by Satan and by your procrastination not getting right. For men also knoweth not his time as the fish that are taken in an evil net and as the birds that are caught in the snare. What do, what do birds do? What do fish do? They're just flying and swimming by. That's all they're doing, just flying and swimming by, living their everyday life, right? Here's a trap. Here's a trap. Can you even see a trap? Can you see a trap? So are the sons of men snared in an evil time, when it faileth suddenly upon them. That evil time is the time of Antichrist. Do you see the trap? Do you understand that he who comes first is the fake? That he is not Jesus Christ, he's the false Christ. Get it? Antichrist? In the Greek, instead of Christ? That snare is coming. And only those people with this truth will understand who he is and who he's not. So stop right here. 13. This wisdom have I seen under the sun, and it seemeth great unto me. It seems great. It, it really, really does. It seems great. So listen, to be good or bad, to be righteous with Yahweh's righteousness, or, be, or to be worldly. If you're going to live for Yahweh and Jesus Christ, do so. But do it in truth and in love and in faith and in spirit. And with everything you got, no procrastination at all. Do it out of love and out of spirit. If not, okay, be in the world. We almost die someday, okay? But what you see, what you see on the other side is up to you. It's really up to you. What you see, what you wake up to, how you live your life, it's really up to you. It's really up to you. Ecclesiastes 11. Watch this. Solomon speaking. Verse 1. Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Meaning, your bread is what you what you work for, okay? The waters, they're the people. What do you give? How do you give? Do you give with a good heart or do you give with a... Do you give in procrastination or do you give cheerfully and joyfully? Watch this. Give a portion to seven and also to eight. For thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. You don't know what evil is going to be upon the earth. And when you give a portion to seven, spiritual completeness, the God's elect. And when you give a portion to new beginnings, okay? You're going to be blessed. You're going to be blessed. If procrastination causes you to continually procrastinate in life, you're never going to go anywhere. 
You're never going to go anywhere. Now, if, if you can raise your hand, you don't have to raise your hand, but if you could just raise your hand in your head, okay, and literally think about this for a second. Am I going in a circle? Am I wandering in the wilderness? Do I go through the same thing over and over and over and over and over again? If you say, nah, you're not considering it in your heart. You're not looking in your heart seriously. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. Duh, right? God created it that way, right? But he also created if if the clouds are full of rain, they will empty themselves, but they will empty themselves where God wants them to empty themselves. So you may be dry and your neighbor may be full of water, the living water, so that seed could grow. But you just may have a, um, a um, concrete cloud over you. Think about what I'm saying to you. Think about what Solomon's saying to you. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. How is that possible? Because if a tree falls, whatever's in that tree falls into the ground. Okay? You're going to have a new tree. You're going to have a new tree. It's going to take some time, but it's going to grow. Amen? God always provides. When one goes, another one comes. That's usually how it works. That's usually how it works. If a... If someone passes, a baby's usually born. A baby's usually born. He that observeth the wind shall not sow. And he that gathereth the clouds shall not reap. What you what you got your eyes gazing in the sky for? Why are you just looking around like, oh, look at the clouds, look at the wind. Aren't you supposed to put stuff in the ground so it can grow? Hmm? But you worried about the spirits around you? You worried about the winds that's blowing around you, what this person's doing, what that person's doing? You can't worry about yourself. You're going to be all messed up. Big time. I care what no one else is doing. I do not. Your life is your life. That's it. You come for you come for spiritual guidance, I will give it to you if you're sincere, if it's right. The spirit of God cannot be fooled. But if you're just observing the wind, we're going to have a problem. Because your procrastination, procrastination is disgusting. It's just outright disgusting, procrastination. Well, I'm not doing it because, okay, make up another excuse. Well, I'm not doing it because, okay, make up another excuse. Well, I'm not doing it because, make up another excuse. Well, I'm not doing it because, make up another excuse. Excuse, excuse, excuse. Make them up. You're just procrastinating. And the more excuses you make, Every time you make an excuse, you get closer to your grave. Every time. Every time you make an excuse, the grave opens wider and wider for you. Five. As thou knowest not what is the way of the spirit. No, you don't know because you procrastinate. 
nor how the bones do grow in the womb. Now that's a marvel. Only God knows. He makes them grow. Of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. You don't understand God. Why? Because you procrastinate. When Listen, someone who's of great understanding and who has been enlightened by God through the Spirit of God in Jesus Christ's name is someone who is not a procrastinator. God don't deal in procrastination. When God say go, you go. When God say do, you do. Amen. When God moved you, he moves you. When God says go this way, you go that way. There's no, there's no questioning what he says. None whatsoever. When, when you have an urge to do what's right, you do what's right. Too many people are caught up in the urge to do what's wrong or to do nothing at all. Procrastination. Gonna leave a lot of bills behind. In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thine hand, for thou knowest not whether shall prosper either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. Listen now. I live off of faith. I live by faith. Okay? You should live by faith. You can say, I live by faith. Okay. If you live by faith, I'll see your works. And if you say, I have works, I'm going to see your faith. So you should be able to see both, right? So if, if a human being claims that they're sowing and they never sow, you're never going to have anything. You just won't. If if I'm sowing something, I'm going to sow it regardless, no matter what. I don't care what the weather is. I don't care what's going on over there. I don't care what's going on over there. I know that God's going to make it rain for me. I know that he's going to make everything that I do grow. I know that for a fact. Because I don't believe in procrastination. I'm going to do it no matter what. Knowing that there's a great outcome. People are so worried, they're so, they're so envious, they're so jealous, they're so prideful that they can't even see their procrastination to change. It's a problem. Seven. Truly the light is sweet. Yeah, it is. And a pleasant thing, it is for the eyes to behold the sun. Don't look too long at it, though. If you have your eyesight, it's beautiful. That's what he's saying. If you can see things as beautiful, that's what he's saying. But if a man live many years and rejoice in them all, or a woman, yet let him or her remember the days of darkness, for they shall be many, all that cometh is vanity. So what's he saying? If, if God's allowing you to see the goodness of life, you had to have opened your eyes to see that, right? So weren't your eyes closed before you opened them? Hmm? Wasn't there a lot of darkness at one point in your life? Hmm? Wasn't there a lot of sadness at one point in your life? Wasn't there a lot of, like, this is too dark. I need to make a change in my life. Right? I hope so. I hope you can recognize that. 
and remember that because that's what's going to keep you from going back to that darkness. That's what's going to keep you. Nine. Rejoice, O young man or young woman, in thy youth, and let thy heart cheer. Let thy heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth, and walk in the ways of thine heart, and in the sight of thine eyes. But know thou that for all these things God will bring thee into judgment. Verse 10 to close this chapter. Therefore remove sorrow from thy heart. Listen. Listen close. Remove sorrow. Sorrow is a tool of the devil. Remove sorrow. Be your joyful self. Allow God to replenish you what you've lost. Allow him to replenish you. Amen. A loss is just a loss. Some losses are more painful than others, though. But know that God loves you. And know that whatever loss it is, he will replenish you. That's who God is. The world says, Satan, Satan took everything from me and God's going to give it back to me. That's what the world, that's what the churches say. Satan took this from me and God going to give it back to me. Double fold. Satan ain't taking jack from me. We're going to fight. We're going to fight. In the name of Jesus Christ, we're going to fight. I got a sword. He got lies. I got truth. He got lies. I got love. He got pride and hate. He got who he got. I got God and Jesus Christ and the spirit of God. We're going to fight. I'm always going to have the victory. And I'm not going to procrastinate in the power of God. I'm going to use it to bust heads. I'll be patient in the power of God. Very patient. I am a patient human. I'll wait you out. But when it's time to bust heads, it's time to bust heads. In the name of Jesus Christ. There you go. There you go. He said, walk in the judgment. Walk, walk in the goodness of what you see. Walk in, what's, walk in what makes you happy. Okay? But here's wisdom. If what makes you happy goes against God, you got a problem. You got a problem. Because what did Solomon say? He said, but God will bring thee into judgment because of this. So you have to do what's right. And you can't procrastinate. If what makes you happy is not what makes God happy, you got a problem. Serious problem. Because you will be judged for what makes you happy and what doesn't make God happy. Because if something makes you happy, it should be what makes God happy. And if you're doing something that does not make God happy, but it makes you happy, you got a lot of soul searching to do. Amen? And you can't procrastinate with that soul searching. You cannot procrastinate with that soul searching. I'm going to say it again. You cannot procrastinate with that soul searching. You can give me all the dim looks you want. Okay? But the fact of the matter is, okay? God's in control. 
God's in control. And judgment you will have if you procrastinate in doing what's right and change. Therefore, remove sorrow from thine heart. Get it out of there. Remove it. Sorrow's bad. And put away evil from thy flesh. Get it out of there. It's bad. For childhood and youth are vanity. When you, when you thought as a child, you were a child. When you thought as a youth, you were a youth. Right? Kids make mistakes, right? Kids make mistakes they can't that they can come back from. Usually, when an adult make mistake, who claim to be righteous, who claim to be a Christian, who claim to serve God, who claim this, it's gonna take you a little while longer to come back, okay, from your mistake, because it really ain't a mistake. It's really not. It's really not. Am I talking to somebody? I hope so. I hope so. So to give out the goodness of your heart is to receive with joy. See, you can't give unless you receive with joy. You can't give unless you receive with joy. Okay? But if you never give in good spirits, you'll never receive in joy. Or happiness. Some people say, well, I'm just a giver. <laughs> I'm, I'm such a giver. I'm not used to receiving. Grow up. Stop the foolishness. I've been a giver all my life. All, all my life I've been a giver. Stop with the foolishness. That means you can't receive anything from anyone else. That's exactly what that means. That's what someone's saying. When they say, well, I'm not used to people giving me. I'm just not used to it. What are you doing? So God can't give you nothing? Hmm? God can't bless you? Maybe that's why you're not blessed. Maybe that's why you're not blessed. Maybe that's why you're so dependent on everyone else. Maybe that's why you struggle. Maybe that's why um, you lack in life. Maybe that's why... The side of your bed is cold. Maybe that's why, um, because you can't even give your love properly if you can't receive, if receiving's a problem for you. Everything you do, do without procrastination. If it's only to your flesh to satisfy it, you will be judged by God. If it's out of love, charity, which is love, to grow and to glorify Yahweh, you will be blessed by it. You will be blessed by it. Galatians 6. We reap what we sow, do we not? We reap what we sow. Galatians 6, 7. A couple of verses here. Watch this. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in good things. Communicate. Communicate. Do you know that's the number one killer of a marriage? Communication. Communication of any relationship. Communication. Lack of communication will kill your relationship. Will kill 
your marriage and will kill it. It will kill it. You don't think that you should communicate with God? Hmm? You don't think that you should communicate with the anointed of God? Hmm? You don't think, this is why I let people ask questions. Okay? As a form of communication. It's a form of communication. I've talked for an hour, or sometimes two. Okay? So, I feel like it's only right that you ask a question. Communicate. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man or a woman soweth, that shall he also, or she also reap. What you put out, what's coming to you. It's what's coming to you. Do you not know that? Do you not understand that? Well, well, I never heard that. Oh my, I never heard that. You, You've heard that before. Someone said that to you. Don't tell me you're 60 years old and no one ever said that to you. That you never opened the Bible and read that. That you never seen it on a commercial or in a movie. Or your mom or your dad or your grandma or your uncle or your great uncle or your great aunt. Or someone close to you, your neighbor with wisdom never said to you, what you reap is what you sow. What you put out is what's going to come back to you. So stop with all the procrastination of fixing yourself right. Because it's going to come back to you. And you're only going to have a bad judgment day. Instead of reward, you're going to have judgment. Right? Instead of reward, you're going to have judgment. I prefer rewards. And when you're really working in the blessings of God, you're going to have your rewards here, and you're going to have some there. Okay? You have it both places. Some people just be like, well, I just can't wait to get to heaven to get all my rewards. Well, why can't you change now to get some of them rewards? Because you need them. You need them. You need them. When I get to heaven, I'm going to have me a mansion. That's not even what that means. So you keep living in poverty until you get to heaven. Because if there was a left, if there was a ghetto in heaven, it would be the left side. It just would be. Subsidized living, it would be. It just would be. It, it just would be. Okay? Even though I said if there would be, but it's not. There's no ghetto in heaven. It's just where the bad people dwell. Eight again. For he that sold to his flesh shall... Of the flesh reap what? Corruption. But he that sowed to the spirit shall of the spirit reap what? Everlasting. The blessings of God. What you, what you missing? What you missing in life? What are you not receiving in life? Does life have to be hard? Hmm? I'm someone in my life. I always break even or better in my life. That's me. I always break even or better. No matter what the situation. I always break even or better. So I'm not losing nothing. Most of the time I'm gaining something. Because I don't procrastinate when it comes to the blessings of God. I don't procrastinate when it comes to considering in my heart, taking a serious look at my stupidity. To change my stupidity. 
And not to say, oh, psh, ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm good. Mm, I'm a liar then. Because I'm not good. If you look at yourself in a mirror, a full body mirror or half a mirror, and you say, mm, I'm good. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Mm, dang me. Mm, dang me. Mm, dang me. Mm, dang me. You a liar. And Satan tap dancing on your tongue. A straight liar. A compulsive liar. I got everything I need. Okay. You okay, you then then that means that you never considered. Do you if, if you have what you need in life? Okay. That's a blessing. God bless you. He got you there. That's a blessing. Okay. Should you stop there though? Should you stop and say to yourself, I got everything I need. I'm good. I don't need nothing else. Do you know who God is? Huh? I, I don't think people understand the greatness, the goodness, the the um the awesomeness of Yahweh. I really don't believe they do. Because if they did, they would say, Oh Lord, there's more coming. There's more coming, Lord. I know there's more coming. Because you're better than just this. Your promises are better than just this. But what do you sow? I could tell you what you sow by just looking at your life. I could tell you exactly what you sow by just looking at one's life. I could tell you what you sow. And you could tell yourself too if you're being honest with yourself. That's, that's where it starts. Honesty. Starts right there. Honesty. Galatians verse 9. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. That's, that's, that's big. That's huge. That's huge. That's huge. When, when people say, I'm tired of doing what's good. Okay. You're tired of living. You're tired, you're tired of living. It should never come out your mouth. I'm tired of doing what's good. Nothing comes to me. Me being good, nothing comes to me. I'm not, all I do is do good and I get nothing. Okay. Have you considered, as Solomon said to do in verse one of Ecclesiastes chapter nine, have you considered, have you took a deep look in your heart? Have you? I need to do something for me. Okay. So for yourself, where does that lead you? Corruption. 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 Look at your life. Do good no matter what. Don't get tired of doing good. Because if you're tired of doing good, you you might as well say, Lord, are you tired of being good to me? Showing me grace. He never gets tired of that. Ever. Tend to close out. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men. That's humanity. Especially, here's, here's a, something you should hold on to. Especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Those who have this truth. Right? So, if... If the person sitting next to you have this truth and the word just says, be good to everyone, to mankind, 
but be extra good, especially unto those who are of the household of faith, meaning those who have the truth. The truth. Right? Who are you to break a commandment of what Christ said to do? Right? Well, I have a problem with that person. Get over it. Well, I have a problem with that person. Get over it. Well, I have a problem with that person. Get over it. Well, I have a problem with that person. Get over it. Because if you can't get over it, you're sowing corruption. If you can't get over it, it's because you don't want to get over it because you're procrastinating and you're getting over it. So therefore, corruption's coming your way. Your cement cloud will not rain on your patch of what you've sown. It's going to blast in the field. So if you never sow to Yahweh in Christ Jesus, if you never um, sow to truly grow, the truth for the kingdom of Yahweh and Jesus Christ. It's because you have strong procrastination towards Yahweh's truth. You got a problem somewhere. You're not trying to sow. But you don't have procrastination towards sowing towards self or your flesh or that that won't yield you a good or great harvest in life. You ever notice how people waste too much time on stuff that don't yield them a harvest in life? Just hmm? a waste of time. A complete waste of time. Maybe it's ignorance. Or maybe it's just procrastination. If you only sow to the flesh, you're only going to reap procrastination. Laziness of mind to do what's right. And you're going to reap corruption. To become dishonest, fraudulent. By those in power, okay, always looking for a hookup, okay, it's not good, it's not good at all, and this corruption even goes deep into bribery, well, I don't take bribes, yeah, you do, you ever been talked to by the devil, hmm? You ever been talked to when you think it's your flesh talking to you? You ever been talked to? When it's telling... See, if God God don't tell you to do something wrong, the devil does. Am I right? The devil does. He, the devil tells you to do wrong. The devil tells you to steal from someone. The devil tells you not to give to God. The devil tells you to be bad to your wife or your husband. The devil tells you to say no. The devil tells you to say um yes. The devil tells you to do this. He tells you to do that. Whatever's bad, the devil's telling you. Okay? That's what part of this definition of bribery. Corruption. Even to be talked to by Satan. Even when you think it's your flesh. Did it tell you to do something that you should not do? And you know you shouldn't do it? Who do you think that is? I didn't know my flesh had a voice. Your flesh don't have a voice. It doesn't. Satan does, your spirit does, your spirit which speaks and which connects to the wrong. God ain't wrong. Don't get it twisted. He is not wrong. There's no wrong in God. So when, when someone, when your flesh, when you think it's your flesh, it's really the devil telling you to be wrong. That's that bribery. 
bribing you because you want to sow to your flesh and not to the kingdom of God. Hosea 10. Almost there. Minor prophets. Hosea chapter 10 verse 12. God talking here about Israel being a heifer. A camel in heat. Only caring about what they want. What they could get. Take a cold shower. Get your life. Hosea 10, 12. Sow to yourself in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord Yahweh. L-O-R-D, all caps, Yahweh. Not Yahweh. Yahweh. If you know anything about the Hebrew alphabet, ain't no way it's Yahweh. It's Yahweh. Till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Hmm. Sow to yourself in righteousness. Reap mercy. Break up your fallow ground. Listen. You know, you know what it takes for you to break up your ground? Hmm? It's a lot of change. It takes a lot of change. Breaking up your ground is change. Then you could reap righteousness. Then you could reap mercy. For it's time to seek the Lord. And you can't seek the Lord unless you break that ground up. You can't grow. You want righteousness to be rained upon you? Do what it says. Know how to plant a seed. Ye have plowed wickedness. Uh-oh. Ye have reaped iniquity. Uh-oh. Ye have eaten the fruit of lies because thou didst trust in thy way. I wonder who's guiding you in that way. I wonder who's guiding you in that way. I wonder who's guiding you when you have thoughts of wickedness. You have thoughts of not doing what's pleasing to God. I wonder who's guiding you in that way. Well, my flesh is just terrible. Let's, yeah, your flesh is pretty bad. But let's let's give Satan some credit here. Okay? Let's throw some of that on him for a second. That's 50-50. Because you still got to listen to a fool. Right? Watch this. Yeah, plowed wickedness. Do you understand? Everything in the in-between, you're walking under the sun. And everything in the in-between, before you die, you cannot, you cannot allow yourself to procrastinate in the in-between. You just can't. Ye have plowed wickedness, ye have reaped iniquity, ye have eaten the fruit of lies, because thou didst trust in thy way and the multitude of thy mighty men. Instead of trusting in God. Instead of reading the word and, and not leading to your own understanding, but seeking that teacher, the anointed of God. That's a problem. Therefore, shall a tumult rise among thy people, and all thy fortresses shall be spoiled. It's not good, friend. It's just not good. It shall be spoiled. A shellman spoiled. Beth Arabel, Beth Arabel, in the day of battle, the mother 
was dashed in pieces upon her children. This is a um a very interesting thing here. Hold on. So shall Bethel do unto you. That's the church you belong to. So shall Bethel do unto you of your great wickedness. In a morning shall the king of Israel utterly be cut off. Watch this. Let me show you something. Watch this. Well, you have so much procrastination in your life. It turns towards Yahweh and Jesus Christ. It just turns towards them. Procrastination. Because if you have procrastination not to do what's right in God's eyes, you're some deep horse manure. You really are. Like deep. I mean deep. Deep, deep. And there's judgment that is set on you that needs to be removed. It's a problem. Because what you will not do in the eyes of God is procrastinate towards his ways and what he says to do. That's a no-no. That's like you saying, Lord, I'm going to do what I want to do instead of doing what he tells you to do. That's on a whole nother level of procrastination. It's not good. Everything you do, everything you do, watch this, will become Beth Abel. Listen to this. You know what that means? Huh? It means the house of ambush in the Hebrew. The house of ambush. Instead of Beth El being the house of God to you, because you procrastinate in doing what's right, because you sow to wickedness, because you sow, and when God says to do this, you do the opposite of what he said, there's an ambush waiting for you and is led by God. Listen now, okay? Your life will not be the same. You think that you're comfortable in life, but it will not be the same. House of ambush is real. Because you trust in self, you trust in the world, you trust in what you want to do instead of what God wants you to do. Falsehood, worldliness, fame. It's a problem. It's a very serious verse. So whatever you sow in life because of your procrastination towards Yahweh, and Jesus Christ, and His truth, and the Holy Spirit, and what's right, you're going to have to deal with the ambush of God. That's serious. That's extremely serious. Again, I'm getting dim looks. But it's okay. I could take a dim look. Don't bother me. Don't bother me at all. They go dim with the squinting of the eyes like. <laughs> I thought I heard somebody cuss at me. But. Alright. <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. It's not a good thing. Let's go to um Matthew 6 to close out. 
I want you to read um, Hebrews 12, 1 through 29 in your own. Matthew 6, though, to close out. Matthew 6, 24, in closing. Nobody don't care about the look of procrastination. <laughs> Nobody don't care about that. All right, Matthew 6, 24, in closing. Here we go, Christ speaking. No man can serve two masters, right? You can't serve procrastination. You can't serve self. You can't serve Satan and serve Jesus Christ. That will make you a hypocrite. That will make you um, one that talks to Satan on a regular basis. This is what it does. That's what it is. Okay? When you have pride, when there's pride in your brain or in your spirit, okay? You're basically saying, I can do this without anyone knowing. Right? I don't think so. I don't think so. Do you understand your judgment? Do you understand the judgment that will befall you? Do you understand um, the ambush of God? Like I just explained it. When you think that something's going to go your way, boom, there's an ambush. Can't even see it. When you think that this is going to go this way, boom, there's an ambush. All because of your procrastination to do what's right. To do what's right. Have it any way you want. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he or she will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye can't serve God in mammon. You can't serve God in riches. You can't serve God in self. You can't serve God in Satan. And you can't serve the fear of being poor. You just can't. Because if you really fear being poor, you will go to the source of all blessings, the fountain of life, Yahweh, Jesus Christ. That's where you would go, right? But instead, you pull an Esau. Is it Esau? Yeah, you pull an Esau, and you want to cry, cry, cry about life. You want to cry and complain about life. Well, this ain't enough. Well, that ain't enough. Well, this ain't enough. Do something about it. Your procrastination is what's stopping you. That's why you're in poverty, because of procrastination. That's why you're one paycheck away from being on the street. Because of procrastination. And that's the truth. I'm being honest. It's real talk. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. Don't worry about your life. Well, what do you mean don't worry about your life? Christ said it. Don't worry about your life. If you claim to serve me, if you claim to be my servant, my child... Want to go a little deeper? My elect, my wife. What wife has to worry when they have a pure husband? You don't. Everything's taken care of, amen? That's just the way it is. And it always will be. Because Christ showed us how to do it. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink. Nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not life more than meat, and the body more than raiment? Yes. 
Most listen, most human beings on earth, they can't stop worrying about what they're going to what they should eat. They don't know what they're going to eat. They they just don't know what they're going to eat. They don't know what they're going to wear. They don't even know if they have clothes for the next day. They don't know if they have detergent for the next day. They don't know if they have everything that they need in life. But you would know, you would know if you serve the living God without procrastination. You ever, you ever said to yourself, I need a whole new wardrobe? Hmm? You ever said that to yourself? You ever said that to yourself? I need a new wardrobe. What's wrong with the one you got? Well, if it's out of date, then yeah. You may need a new wardrobe. But it shouldn't become a worry. Amen? It should never be a worry, right? When you're really serving God, God gives you options. Okay? You have tons of options. Tons of options. I mean tons of options. But what do I want to wear today? Let's see. Okay? You have tons of options. But what do I want to eat today? <laughs> what do I want to eat today? Right? You have tons of options. It becomes a worry when it's a struggle. Am I correct? You don't have to agree. I know I am. Okay? It becomes a worry when it's a struggle. And he's telling you, you wouldn't have to worry if you actually served me. Because you can't serve both. Behold the fowls of the year, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Yes, 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 you are. Yes, you are. Which of you taketh Thought, this word thought is worry in the Greek. Can add one cubit unto his or her stature. Meaning you can't make yourself grow. When you add worry to your life, worry gets you sick. Worry gets you sick big time. Well, I'm worried about this. Am I going to just die lonely? Maybe. You just might. You just might die a lonely old bird. A lonely old crow just might because of your procrastination. Think about what I'm saying to you. Because of your procrastination, God don't like procrastination. You don't. You didn't get that from this message. He don't like procrastination. So you may just die without benefits. You may just die with with a croak in your throat. You may just die not having anything, only leaving the bill. Because of procrastination. And why take ye thought, worry, for raiment? Why, why are you taking worry for clothing? Why are you worried about what this person got on? What I hate people who count other people's money. I, it, just, it just makes me angry. Makes me angry. Well, look what they got on. Who cares? Who cares? It's what I like. Who cares? Oh, look what she, look what his wife has on. Who cares? It's what I like. We were at um, Nike one time. And quick story. And me and my wife at Nike with the kids. And we're in there. And the guy comes up to us to help us. 
and he stops. And he stares, and he's staring at my wife, and I go, You good? Right? And he goes, What? Then he then he sees her ring and he goes, I said, Are you okay? Right? He's like, what do you mean? I'm jealous. Period. Okay? Off the rip. Off off the rip. I'm a jealous person. Okay? When it comes to my wife. And I said, you good, dude? He said, I don't understand. I said, you about to understand clearly in two seconds. He was just, I said, let me talk to you over here. Come here. I said, try it again. He comes over. He says, hi, how are you? My name is so-and-so. I said, good for you. Let's do it. Let's buy some shoes. Come on. Let's get your commission. Let's go. Right? It's a true story. It's a way, it's a way to deal with people. It's a way to deal with people. You deal with them straightforward and right. Okay? And you're like, dude, I'll hurt you. I'll literally hurt you. That's exactly what I said to him. You don't get to gawk at my wife or anything she has on. It's not it's not what we do. You get to have respect. You get to have respect. And when I was done with him, he had the utmost respect. 28 again. And why take thought, worry, for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. They don't have a job. They only have the job that God gave them to do when he created them. God blesses them. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these facts. A field of lilies is more beautiful than most things. And God takes care of them. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe thee, O ye of little faith? This is a powerful verse here. When it says here, O ye literal faith, this is Jesus Christ um, rebuking the care of yourself that you placed on yourself. He's rebuking that in the name of Jesus. He's rebuking um, the care that you place in yourself instead of trusting God for all things. He's rebuking fear. He's rebuking doubt. He's rebuking reasoning or what you think makes sense to you he's rebuking your procrastination and any reason why you can't trust Yahweh and Jesus Christ he's rebuking it that's what that means oh ye of little faith he's rebuking it all the things that set you aside all the things that make him put you to the side He wants you to pick a side and choose a side. Therefore, take no thought, no worry, saying, what shall we eat? Question. Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? You don't trust God enough. You don't know that God is God. Hmm? You got to know that God is God, right? You can't ask him for anything unless you know that he is God. If you don't know that he's God, that he's more than able to do what you ask him and go above and beyond, because that's what he does. 
It's never a time that I've asked God for something he did not go above and beyond. That's who God is. That's who he is. Get that in your brain, in your spirit. Therefore, take no thought, worry. For ye shall eat, question, or what ye shall drink, or wherewithal shall ye be clothed. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek the nations. Those people who are without faith. Those people who worship idols. Those people who procrastinate. Those people who say, well, I don't know if I'm ready to serve the Lord right, right now. Make every excuse not to serve God. Don't be like them. For your heavenly father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. He does. You think God don't know? He knows everything. He knows what you have need of. If you need something, he will give it. If you deserve it. If you do not deserve what you need, you will not receive it. You got to earn it. That means you got to break up that ground. Amen. You got to push through. You know how hard it is to push through? That's a lot of change that you have to do to push through. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and his righteousness, not your own. Don't seek your own kingdom. Don't try to create your own kingdom. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things shall be added unto you. I'm a living witness of that. Make Yahweh and Jesus Christ number one priority. Number one. Or you can make him number two. And live in judgment. Okay. You can make him number three. And still, live, and still live in poverty. You can make him number four. And be a paycheck away. From being homeless. Okay. You can make him number five. And have your belly growling every night. You can make him number six. And... Have an outdated wardrobe. That's being funny on that one. You can make them number um <laughs> number seven and never have much of nothing. Always depending on someone else. Blessing for you to be blessed. Think about that for a second. Think about that. You can have the blessings of God or you could have the judgment of God. 34 to close out. Take therefore no thought for the tomorrow. For morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Meaning don't worry about tomorrow. Live for Christ today and grow in today. And grow in his name. What you worried about? Who's worried about tomorrow? Ain't even here yet. Who's worried about tomorrow? It's not even here yet. You know what I do when I think about tomorrow? Hmm? If I'm thinking about tomorrow, it's usually something very exciting happening tomorrow. Okay? There's something really good happening tomorrow if I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, I'm up all night and I can't go to sleep. Okay? Because I'm thinking about tomorrow. But not in a worry sense. Never in a worry sense. In an anxious sense, because I'm like, I can't wait, you know, because I know my tomorrow's filled with the blessings of God. 
the blessings of God. Remember to stand in the grace of God because that's where he wants you. God bless you all. I love you all. All glory and praise to the Father and the Son. I take credit for nothing in Jesus' precious name. If we helped you, continue to allow us to help you and bless the ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. Were you moved by today's message? Download it now via our website for a donation of $10. Help us sow a seed of truth around the world. Donate any amount today. Thank you and God bless you.